<laughs> you know, I'll, no. See, this is crazy. This is not how you want to start this off. But I guess this is what we call an icebreaker, right? So if y'all could have seen what this man was doing when the intro was going off, he is full blown dancing in his chair. I can't make this up. Anyways, welcome to Chase and Rabbits. Oh you know, we're here. We got a good little segment for y'all. Um, I'm Craig, as always. We've got my boy Tyler here with me. See how I didn't put you on the spot there, Tyler? I just little introduction. You hey, know, that's normally it. how it works. But sorry, yeah. guys. For those of you who didn't watch this last week, you definitely should because I totally put Craig on the spot and I made it really awkward with the longest pause known to man that had rabbits. Yes, not good. But we're here. This that was an unorthodox introduction for sure. Yeah. I'm a little pissed but, off too because we just had the conversation about the freaking video and I didn't upload it on this on this uh, preset. So way to go. Always got some work to do. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I was job. sitting there. I was sitting there in my mind and I was like, I'm gonna go over what what I want to say, right? In my head before I say it for the introduction. And right. I see you in the back just doing this and this. And I'm like, what <laughs> is this man doing? Anyways, yeah, before we yeah. go down that path. Oh what do we God, got today, funny. Tyler? What do we got today? Dude, so there's some stuff going on. Obviously, Chase Rabbits here. A lot of this, you know, me and Craig, like we get into some goodness for football. And with the draft upon us, there's some juicy rumors, my boy. Some juicy stuff. So I think we're going to get into some, some of the rumor mills, like, but, you know, at, at some point in here. But I think first off, I think we really need to talk about, Craig, the Texans have, you know, They've got a very difficult choice coming up, right? Like, this is a pivotal draft. I think very for Nick Casario specifically, this could be – I mean, I've, I don't know about you, but, like, one of the rumors that are out there is that, like, Casario after the draft is, like, done. See, I, I heard that. I literally saw an article on it, I think, Monday, and I was like, where's this even coming from? I haven't even heard these rumors right. at all. So, like, this is all news to me of him potentially leaving. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Sly actually is the one who told me that uh, our boy Sly Portillo with uh, Hezzy Takes. Yeah, he told me, he texted me, he's like, hey, have you seen this? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he said that he read in the Twitter world that it is rumored because that they want to promote him at with the Patriots to GM. Right. That's so what I heard. Back. And that, isn't that I crazy? Just, that is crazy. But if I'm in his shoes, like I know he has ties in New England, right? Like I understand that's where right. he came from. He's probably comfortable there, but for sure, this, this is his house in Houston. Yeah, no, really, everything is. goes through him. You know what I mean? You go over there, you're gonna have to start getting back into mixing around with Belichick and seeing what he wants to do and who's actually making the decisions. Me, I would, I would want to make all the decisions. This, I'm the GM, right? Like. I run the show. Yeah, I feel you, like you would want to rather be here. Yeah, they got their little like lot, their little uh, what's it called, cloak co- coat closets that you open up, and there's like a Matt Patricia or or a Mike <laughs> McDaniel's. Whenever he loses his job, just kind of sitting there like, hey, hey, what's going on? It's like, what are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> we'll see what but, happens. Uh, yeah, so so let's let's talk about this for for a minute though about the Texans specifically. What would be the best case scenario. And I think number the, like the obvious is the second pick. And I think that we both agree uh, on that for the most part, but, but tell me if, if you're Nick Casario and you're in his head, right? So not like Craig personally, but for yeah. the Texans, 
you know, let's say CJ Stroud or whoever is off the board with one. Tell me what pick two and was it, is it pick 12 they have, right? Yeah. So we're saying that C- you're going. we're saying CJ Stroud's off the board or are we just saying, okay. I, I, I mean, personally, if I'm Nick Casario, in my mind, I'm thinking we got to have somebody to, to steer the ship, right? Like you need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Quarterback is the most important position in this league. Right. If I'm him, you have to go quarterback just for the reasons I just stated, plus to bring some excitement to Houston because Houston football has not been exciting for two, three, four years. It's almost been uh, just depressing at, at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think you got to go quarterback. And in that position, I think you go Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young – is going to be a great quarterback. I think his size is unfortunate. He's a little lacking in size, so we've mentioned that before. Um, mm-hmm. You go quarterback there, and I think at 12, you just you pair it up and go wide receiver. You know what I mean? Get you to a weapon. Get you a quarterback. They have rapport starting off from the get-go. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I'm not too sure on who I would take. I would probably say JSN, maybe just because I feel like mm-hmm. he's kind of a, a do-it-all guy. You know what I mean? Can can do multiple things. Um, right. I feel like that would be a good a good combo at 2 and 12, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's where I would go. Um, you, you know, I'll be honest with you, Jason. I wasn't like – not that I wasn't high on him. Like, I think that he's like the – you know, again, like you, you – I love – you know, one of the things you really hammer home is these guys need to start playing – you know, chess. I mean, these guys are trying to play chess when checkers needs to actually be the game being played, right? Like, make yeah. the easy choice. And I think for the for the wide receiver class, I think that it's very top heavy with uh with uh, first round, like true first round, like talent. Like, I don't yeah. think there's a lot of it. So I think you probably got four guys, like at the most, right? But you could say our first round talent, in my opinion, and then the rest yeah. of them, I think is is very, high, I think high end depth, like in the sense of, I don't think that they're necessarily going to be touted as number ones right off the bat. Maybe even not even to number two. But I think that there's they have higher potential, right? Like the potential, right. the the trade off is there, but you just don't know what their what their floor is yet, right? Yeah it's a lower floor um and i and i again all chasing that rabbit uh to say there's an interview that i saw of the ohio state uh wide receiver coach and he's had uh, i know where you're going with this carry on yeah you you you, so you saw that right if i if this is what you're talking about i think so yeah and then they, he was asked who is the best wide receiver that you've ever like had like coached yeah. And in the and he went all he gave he top five, all the way right? Back. Yeah. Yeah. He went all the way back to Terry. Like that's as far back as he went. And like in his top was Scary Terry, Garrett Wilson, uh JSN was two. Yeah. And then Terrence Marshall was one. Or not Terrence Marshall, uh Marvin uh, Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I think it was, was pretty wild, bro. I think it was Marvin Harrison Jr. at one. I think he had Jason two. He had yeah Wilson at three. I want to say, and I then I think he, he had Wilson Terry, and then Scary Terry, and then Alave at five. I Olave. believe. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I believe that is correct. And, and, and it was funny because like he said that Olave and uh, Garrett like would say uh, like JSN like does some stuff like that. We can like, he's, he's like a guy. And then like JSN was saying uh, him and Garrett were, would say, you know, like when Terrence came in, like, or I keep saying Terrence freaking uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, Marvin's doing stuff that they're like, that's beyond us. That guy's going to be a it's top pretty wild. Okay. Oh, dude, Marvin Harrison Jr. Absolute, dude, I think, here, here's here's my hot take, my first one of the night. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the next receiver we see have the Jamar Chase, J-Jet effect. So you don't think we get one of those in this draft? I don't think so. Okay. And I think the only reason we don't, because I think JSN could have that effect, but he's got to go to the right spot. I don't think yeah. if he gets picked by the Texans, he's going to get that. Because, right, how do you judge that production level, right? It's because he's going to have to have the 1,000-yard season. Yeah. And, like, Garrett barely got his 1,000-yard season. I think I mean, if, J if JSN goes to Houston – the only thing that will help him potentially catapult himself to that point is the fact that he will be essentially getting force fed the ball, in my opinion, because I don't like, I know we've added some pieces and there's some guys there, but right. like if you're considering JSN, you're taking him 12th, like he's going to be your number one. So I feel like he's going to get the ball it's way fair. more than any other guy there will. You know what I mean? No, that is fair. I think that also, though, you've got to like bet on that Bryce is going to be or whoever yeah. the quarterback is, is going to be somebody. And I think that that's what's difficult. You know, I had a there's a friend of mine. His dad is a real big sports guy. And he would always tell me, like, if you give me a choice between a team in the field, I'm always going to take the field or somebody in the field because it's like the odds are always better. Like they're always against you basically, if you look at it from that perspective. So, like, I'm always like in that point, like, I think I'm going to take the field even though I don't want to, right? Like, you want to bet on the right. guy. But for me, like, I agree with you. I think that that's the pick I would go to. The only thing that I would say if they pay, went at 12, if they get a quarterback, right? And I think that Bryce Young being on the board, you go quarterback, is if you went like Peter Skronsky from, uh, I think is a, is a Northwestern. Yeah. I think that would be the only other that I would say maybe you can make an argument for that because they still need – I mean – I mean, we've seen how important an offensive line can be. Especially with a smaller quarterback if you did end up with a Bryce Young. Yes. I mean, that's one thing that Sean Payton did well for, for Drew is he kept that line sturdy. Yeah. The, so, um, one of the things I, I do worry about, like if they did take Jason at 12 or at least we're looking at Jason at 12, I don't know if he'll make it to 12 because the Bears pick at what, nine? And there's – JSN played with Fields. There's been talk do about how JSN. Do you think they would do that, dude? The only reason I throw that idea out there is because look at the success Burrow. we've seen in the past few yeah. years. When you get a guy, their guy, it, it's catapulted their quarterback to the next level. You know what I mean? You're not wrong. You're that, not wrong. That, that college matchup and history just outweighs a lot of the the nuances that you have to figure out in the NFL versus college. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what's funny is I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and I think we were on the phone and, and if so, this was a few months ago, you know, the first person I can remember doing that and in, in the comments, y'all correct me if y'all 
you know, look into it and that there's somebody that did it beforehand. But the one I can remember is Indianapolis doing it when they drafted Andrew Luck. They drafted Kobe Fleener. Yeah. You you bring that up a lot. I, I didn't even realize that until you start talk, started talking about that. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, like, I don't necessarily think that Kobe Fleener set the world on fire, but I definitely think that his stock, like, went way higher than it should have initially. Um, because I mean, him and Luck had the connection, they did well there. And then he went and had, I think, I think he had one or two good years in, uh, in new Orleans. And then they drafted Jimmy Graham and then obviously Jimmy Graham was who he was, but the, tell me this. Uh, so let's just say Craig, hypothetically, you know, we're talking about with Bryce Young on the board, what happens if Bryce Young's the number one pick? What do you think? Again, you're Nick Casario. You're not Craig. What is the picks? I I think it, it, this is where I start to like back and forth a whole lot. And I am not a hundred percent on this, but I, and again, it's changed yesterday. I had one thought on it and today it's kind of changed a little bit. Like, I think you still got to go quarterback. Like I'm not completely really? sold on CJ Stroud, but I feel like you still have to get a quarterback, man. Like I, cause you can't guarantee where you're going to be at. And if you're going to be able to where you're going to be at next year, right? You can't guarantee what spot you're going to pick up. You can't guarantee that you're right. going to be able to trade up to get the guy that you want. You know what I mean? Because what if you end up with pick right. six and a quarterback needy team has pick one and you're wanting Caleb Williams and that's right. really the only guy you're sold on. They're not going to give that up if they're already looking to get him. You know what I mean? You'd have to give up an arm and a leg more than that. Right. So it's like, I right. think you take what's there. I know CJ stock has kind of gone down recently and everybody's kind of saying, well, He's not that guy. There's some question marks. And Bryce Young's the unanimous best quarterback in this draft now. When there for a little bit, it was back and forth. But I, I'm okay if we go with Will Anderson. I'm perfectly okay. And then maybe figure out something else. But really? I feel like you got to go quarterback. Like, I don't know. I'm so back and forth on it, Tyler. Like, I don't blame you, uh, and, and you're going to be probably surprised because we haven't even talked about this, but I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, you know, if I'm in the Texans position, like not taking my own op in opinion, right? You know how I feel about wasting talent in the NFL, yeah. and you know how I feel specifically about Anthony Richardson. Like I love him. I love his ceiling, but his floor I don't think is high enough. Yeah. But I think if you're the Texans, like, how do you not? How do you not pick Anthony Richardson? I'm not and taking. As, as, go ahead, you're good. Like as as freaking difficult as it is for me to like want to say that, like, if I'm Nick Casario and I look at C.J. Stroud and the issues surrounding him, and I look at Will Levis, and again, if we can see like the issues and the similarities there with some of the the guys, like you know, you know, our my current failure for my team with Zach Wilson and you know the comparison that you rightfully made with him and Will Levis then you go to Anthony Richardson and in a comparison that you made that was freaking fantastic of him and Lamar what if he is Lamar and you pass on him that's what you're going to be known for yeah and I know that's a long shot and again I'm con contradicting myself and saying I take the field because the odds are against him and I don't think that the Texans have anybody to really Developing, which again goes back to my my whole you know scenario of the NFL wasting talent because they take these guys with a higher ceiling versus a floor that's high enough to justify the high draft pick and use them correctly. Yeah, but that's what I would do if I'm Nick Casario. 
if I don't like CJ and if those rumors are true and it's not just smokescreen, because we have seen the smokescreen in, in, you know, in recent years, I, I think, and I'm going to like, I know for a fact, like the Andrew Luck and RG3, there was some smoke there. Like there was definitely some smoke there for a little bit. Um, I remember that, but I think there was some smoke too with, with Wentz and, uh, and golf, if I remember correctly. Well, there's there's been a lot of smoke over the years with honestly every number one quarterback in the draft. Like even with Baker, mm-hmm. there was some smoke of Baker him and potentially not going one. Like there's there's been mm-hmm. smoke with Kyler. There's been smoke with all these guys. There was there was smoke with Burrow. Like so many question marks. You know right. what I mean? So it's like it. My thing, I, I do feel you. I, I don't necessarily disagree because if there is some, I hate, where, I hate saying this. You know, no, I hate saying. This. I know. I know you do. And if there's some world where Anthony Richardson is Lamar Jackson, me being because you know me, I'm a big Lamar guy. I through and through I will support Lamar. Like I think he's got a shit into the stick. I've talked about it. But if you could tell me that he's gonna be Lamar Jackson, I'll take Anthony Richardson at two. But it's just nothing's guaranteed. You you don't know. Like even right. with CJ Stroud, right. you're not gonna know. Like, and you could also no. say, Well, I'm not sold on CJ Stroud and I'm gonna take Will Anderson, and Will Anderson might be a bust, and CJ could be the guy, or who knows? Maybe Bryce Young's a bust, and that's what's so hard about this draft, and it's not talked about enough of yes. how much decision yes. making goes into this. And it's like sometimes us as fans sit there and we want to get mad and scream and yell at GMs and whoever because they picked this guy and we're thinking this guy, but dude, there's so many different scenarios that these dudes are playing out in their head, just like we are sitting here talking about it, right? So yeah. it's like. My biggest thing is, is I think some way or another, no matter what happens, you need to somehow walk away from draft night or at least, uh, yeah, draft night with a quarterback in hand, whether you're taking, whether you're trading back up into the first and getting a Hendon hooker at 25 or 30, or whether you're, you're trading for Trey Lance, which is another topic we can talk about in a that's little an, bit. Yeah, like, that's a, that's another one. So something's got to give because you can't sit there and go through out a draft night and after drafts done say, "All right, Case Keenum's our quarterback this year." Right. What? Like no hate to Case yeah, Keenum, what? like solid guy, but what? That's like the Jets the year that we went Josh McCowan. Right. Yeah. So it's like it was like at that what? point you're at that point you're telling your fans guys, we don't care about this season on to next season. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you sit yeah. here as a fan and watch seven, 16 games, 17 games, knowing that they made that decision. It's just, it's so hard to swallow that. So it's like one way or another, you got to get a quarterback. You can't let D'Amico come in right as the savior and then immediately come, you know, leave the draft with the most glaring need, because I believe that that's where you get to the bag season, right? Like the trash bag season where you start having those paper bags over your head again. And I don't think Houston can go through that again. Houston's too big of a market, in my opinion, without the legacy of, you know, obviously like the Cleveland Browns are notorious for never having a good quarterback until, Baker and then Baker got ran out and now you've got Deshaun. But previously, like how many years have we seen them have losing records, take quarterbacks and they fail and we watch the bags over their head, but still like they're the Brownies, right? Like they've got the legacy. Houston doesn't really have that because obviously the Oilers like connection got stripped. Um, So you've got that to where the Texans just haven't been around long enough to where you can go through that. Because I do believe having 
the big the markets that we do with with Dallas just being you know a couple hundred miles away like that's how you lose fan base over to the other Texas team yeah um you know say what you want but you know we all know the NFC is an easier road we all know that it's a lot better of odds that the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl before the Texans do at this point and I think yep. that that's not a very controversial topic there it's just the truth right they have a quarterback like like Dak or not Dak's got more freaking playoff wins probably than like all the Texans quarterbacks combined in this freaking franchise I would think um and I mean but all that to say, I want I want to throw this at you. Um, and actually, you know what? Let me back up because we didn't we didn't even finish that. Like, so the pick, you know, I think the the pick probably to what is either Will Anderson we said or one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I'd probably say like if we're saying Bryce is off the board and I'm drafting his Nick, I'm going. I'd probably go CJ and then again JSN okay. at twelve. Which is a better combo because they played together yeah, last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um I'm not against that. Or or you could make the argument of trying to take best player available at twelve and doing whatever you can to get Marvin Harrison Jr. the next year because Marvin Harrison with CJ Stroud would be disgusting. And I am going to lobby all year long for the Texans to draft Marvin Marvin Harrison. No, I like that. So I think I go Anthony Richardson and then I go Peter Scrouncy. Okay. Scrouncy. Yeah. Because I think if you get an Anthony Richardson, yeah, I think you, it's pivotal that you protect that guy even more. Yeah. Um, So I want to, I want to, you know, move into the Trey Lance trade possibility factor. And before we do that, I want to ask you a question here. Do you have more uh, faith in Anthony Richardson or Trey Lance, because there's uh, some there's some similarities. Like the more I look at that situation there, then I think maybe we want to really kind of understand, not understand, but recognize. Because yeah. obviously Trey Lance has come into the league and played. Right? It's not a lot of games, but he's played. Not, I mean, to me at least, like, yes, he had the game against the Texans, but still, it's not super impressive. Like, I mean, we still, we, Bailey Zappi had a couple of good games. Like, and I'm not yeah. sitting over here saying Bailey Zappi's the sa- savior of New England. So I also look at Richardson and I go, okay, well, he actually played in the SEC. Good yeah. talent, right? Yeah. And we, and we, I mean, it's, it's obviously not an argument that he's the most physically gifted athletically you know being uh athlete that we've seen come through the combine as a quarterback that's not even an argument right. all the stats are there from the combine to back it up so with all that being said where are you going if you have if you've got a choice between those two like are you giving up the capital to go after a tray or are you going to take your chances on that and um, i guess maybe you want to throw cj in there because you know i guess Technically, Bryce Young's gone, then CJ's there too. Right. Okay. Um, give me one second. Just so I'm not blotting, saying the wrong thing. I just want to make sure I yeah. do have yeah. this Look right. This Man, this guy's not just chasing rabbits, boy, chasing them stats and facts, baby. Okay. Um, so here's my thing. We have okay. give it to me. There's no way it doesn't tell me what I'm looking for here. 
Oh, that's a pain. Also, too, while Craig's doing this, I just want to let all of our viewers know that we've got some really, really big news coming on draft night. Something super, super cool that uh, we've had, or at least I've had uh, in my uh, to-do list that we finally got nailed down. And I think, I don't know, Craig, uh, if you can multitask there and you're kind of hearing what I'm saying, I would say that all the squad was pretty uh, pretty stoked today after we got oh, the news, huh? We are definitely happy about it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, so we're going to announce that uh, April 27th at the live stream NFL Draft. 6.30 p.m. start time. It's going to be great. Okay. It's going to be really cool. So this is interesting. So I was okay. going to make the, the argument for the age thing, right? Because Trey Lance okay. is, what, going on his third year in the NFL now? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Third that's year. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Same year, Zach. Yeah. So Trey Lance will be 23 going into this year, right? Anthony Richardson will be 21 going into this year. C.J. Stroud will be 21 going into this year, turning 22 during the middle of the season. So Anthony's definitely younger, right, by two years. Right. Um, right. C.J.'s a year difference. I, I think if you have the that scenario, I think it depends on – what am I giving up to get Trey Lance? Are we talking a third? Are we talking a second? What What are we There's saying? There's no way they let him go without a, a two. There's no okay. way he goes for anything less than a two. Okay. I would think, so, like, you're not going to get a right. one. There's no way you get a one. Yeah. Um, Because they're probably going to want our high two, right? Like our 30, 33rd, 35th pick or something like that that we have. I would assume I would that's assume, probably what yeah. they want. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would say no on the Trey Lance thing just because he's about as proven as CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson is, right? So you're telling me somebody agree. that's somebody that's just has just as much experience as those guys. Granted, I do get the unfortunate situation. Is there a scenario where Trey Lance revitalizes his career and becomes the guy we thought he was? Absolutely. But I'm taking somebody with the health and the age difference over that. So with that, I'm taking Trey Lance out the picture, right? And I'm not having to move up or trade away a draft pick to get him. So then yeah, it just brings no, me back no, my to my scenario of CJ or Anthony, and I think I'm still probably taking CJ over that. But your yeah, original question was Anthony over Trey Lance. I give me Anthony. Right. Okay. So then we so now we have a, I mean like that's cool because now we actually have a starting point here of where you go, right? Like that's a roadmap of what we think yeah. would happen. So you look at it as, okay, Bryce is off the board. Your options go in order from, from a quarterback standpoint, CJ, Anthony, then Lance. Probably, which which gets me to another scenario of, okay, we take Will Anderson at two. I, I'm totally okay with that if that's what we want to do, right? Like, do you I, think he's, he's generational? I think it's hard to I not say words he thrown is. around. Oh yeah, right. I don't it's like that generational word, and I said that last. I know you. I think that. on yeah, just because I feel like you're putting a label on a guy, but I think he can very well succeed. I know there's been talk about Tyree Wilson's going to be the better pro than Will Anderson. Again, this brings back to the thing we talk about all the time: don't get too cute. What it, it's always you, been, Will right Anderson there with you, bro. Yeah, it's always been Will Anderson, Jalen Carter this whole time. Jalen Carter's had the slip-ups with that whole scenario. 
He's slipping down the boards. Um, Will Anderson's the guy. You got to go with him at two. If you're if somewhere in the scenario you're not taking a quarterback, you go Will Anderson. And then yeah. again, if if Anthony Richardson's there at twelve, maybe. If somehow CJ makes it at twelve, maybe. You know what I mean? Like it's draft night. You never know what could happen at the end of the day. No, anything can happen. You know, I mean, there's even a possibility that you take Will Anderson and then you move up with with twelve and you still go get a quarterback. I mean, yeah. that's a very real possibility, and that's not difficult. Yeah. I mean, Lord, the Jets uh, to, uh, back in twenty one, they freaking moved back up and they only used like a second round pick and like a third and got all the way up into twelve. Yeah. I mean, and Ooh. what could you could argue is a deep class. Yeah. Or you could say you like Anthony Richardson better than CJ. And you think if you don't pick CJ at two, you take Will Anderson or even trade out at two and trade like with that. somebody like five, six, take Anthony Richardson at six, you're getting a little more draft capital. Like there's so many scenarios that I'm completely okay with at the end of the day. My biggest thing is I walk heard, away with a quarterback. I heard this uh I think it was Lance, was it Zerline or uh, who's who's the, the the cat on uh, Wake Up Football or whatever uh, or Good Morning Good Morning Football? Uh, Peter Schrager, that's who it is. Peter Schrager, yeah. Peter Schrager, I love Peter Schrager. He's a Jets fan too. What, what did he say? He's the man. So he gave his mock draft, and I really liked like one of the things he had on there. And, I, and again, like. Forgive me if I'm mixing his up with another one, but he had a trade that I really liked, and it was an inner division trade. Okay. And it was the Texans trading number two to the Colts. Interesting. And it and, and but the what was really cool to me was the package that was given was something I was kind of like, oh, dude, that's that's pretty good. Because what are the Colts? Are they picking six or four? Four. That's why I don't – I was like, really? So they move up to two from four. Yeah. And what they give up is number four, and I think they – like it was a second rounder for the following year. Okay. And DeForest, uh, DeForest Buckner. And Interesting. And he gets himself re reunited with uh, with D'Amico. I yeah. was like, dude, that, that's a pretty sweet little deal, man. I feel like in that scenario, though, somebody would have to trade up to three for the – unless the Texans are hitting up the Colts saying, we're taking C.J. Stroud at two unless you want them. And that's what, that's what they were getting. Yeah, and they take that's what they're Stroud. getting at. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, bro, like if you did that, then like at that point they go, look, we're cool with like Anthony Richardson or Levis, whoever falls to us at four. And you get your defensive player, right? Yeah. Like a proven defensive player that's yeah. been successful in that – that defense so i was like bro okay so so now think about this right so you get force buckner where's my hand over here okay force buckner then you still get your quarterback and then you still have 12 yeah what if you double up and go to force buckner and will anderson <laughs> dude i mean already, bro. and then you trade for <laughs> trey lance and you still have 12 but you traded a second for lance and then at 12, you, you take a wide receiver or a cornerback. Stop saying so many numbers. You're hurting my brain. <laughs> Get it together, Tyler. Full buy-in. Lock it in. Dude. But no, I mean. Full buy-in, baby. Uh, again, like, it just, 
I like I've said before, I'm okay with literally any scenario. Like make some moves, Nick. That's all I'm asking. Make some moves, make something happen. Cause we have a lot of capital. Like move around, move up, do something, like make some moves and get me a quarterback. That's all I ask. Give me a quarterback. As long as it's not Will Levis. As long as it's not Will Levis. I'm I'm right there with you. I don't think Will Levis. I think Will Will Levis just gives me some. He don't even give me Zach Wilson vibes. You know who kind of vibes he gives me. I'm I'm gonna gonna bring you back. You I think you said this to me the other day. Carry on. There's two guys. There's two guys that he reminds me of. Okay, but Paxton Lynch is one. Okay. The other one is Drew Locke. Like there's a lot of Drew Locke vibes. Those are not good quarterbacks. Like, I think Paxton Lynch is in the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he literally got benched already or threw some interceptions yeah. and it's third string now. Yeah. Like, But, I mean, Drew Locke, I mean, he was a second-round quarterback, and I think that that was a very good spot for him to get drafted in. I did like Drew Locke. I thought Drew Locke had a big arm. But, I, again, like, I just don't know if Drew Locke's – like, I'm about to – let me – I want I want to say Drew Locke's size. I think he was like six two, which I know that like that's not bad, but I just he doesn't look like a big guy to me. He never did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's those are the kind of vibes he he gives me. Like I just we 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 talked about it before we started the 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 show. Like I don't care if you can throw the football. Like if you can throw the football and you can't like be accurate and you can't read a defense right like you're just Ryan Mallett you know what I mean like another not good quarterback another not good quarterback but what was he known for he had a freaking cannon bro like Mallett had a cannon and yeah like a blind squirrel's gonna find a nut every once in a while look at Zach Wilson he came out the freaking gate this past year I'm just like dude I mean he looked good like that first game And then what happened? It was like, oh, no, there he is. Found so, him. Found him. But uh, don't worry, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming to save me. Speaking I of that, I, I think we're, we're, we're pretty much wrapped up the Texans, right? Like, we talked about my team. Right. Let, we yeah. haven't talked a whole lot about the Aaron Rodgers thing. Do, mm-hmm. Let me start this off with, do we think it's still going to happen? Or is it just they're still trying to figure out the right amount or the I, I think it's I think the problem in my mind is is both teams think they have leverage, which they kind of both do, right? Like the Jets, mm-hmm. he only wants to play for the Jets, so the Jets have leverage in that sense. The Packers don't want right. to pay him 30, 40 million, so they have leverage in that sense. You know what I mean? Or Correct. they can keep them. Like I, I said that wrong, I think, but you get what I'm getting at, right? Like, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's like, are they just playing cat and mouse at this point to try to both get the best scenario possible? Or what do you think's happening? So I've been doing a lot of deep diving, like in the Twitter world, by the way, guys, like I am not a Twitter guy. You can ask Craig, like it's so new to me and like foreign, like I've, I've asked him a lot of questions about Twitter, like since we've been doing AD. Um, so I've been doing some digging. Uh, I've been looking at some articles. I've been going through some of my Jets guys. I'm really tied into some, to a bunch of those, those guys that are really like, like I'm not insiders, but like, you know, they get good info. Yeah, and the 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 article that that's been coming out has been uh, that Green Bay, you know, has been going back and forth that they want a first rounder, and it came out and it's been out there for a while, and then it kind of 
goes back and forth. The bottom line is they want a first rounder. They they want that first round pick so bad. And JD knows like he not only does he is it not worth it and it's not a fair deal with that, but also like they're not going to get it. Like he's not going to do it. But the thing in and you might not remember this because I went back actually because I found the clip and I watched that video of the Pat McAfee show when the announcement was made. And he like very like literally says, um, and so I'm like trying to remember the quote as best as possible, but but Aaron was was asked, so were there other teams that that were that were knocking on the door? And he said, Yes, there were other teams that were one that were wanting to talk. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to go to New York. Like, I'm I'm intending to play for New York. So, like, he made it very clear that there were other teams involved, which I really believe that that was probably the 49ers, and that was probably the Titans, and that was probably Oakland. Like, those are the three teams, I think, other than New York, that would have probably knocked on that door. Um, Maybe you say Miami kicked the can. Because because I because there was like a point where I believe and again I'm not remember this 100 percent but I remember them saying like there was a team that you probably wouldn't like expect and I would say that would be a team that you wouldn't expect but obviously that's irrelevant the the bottom line is there were other teams involved Aaron wants to come to New York so the other article that came out that wasn't really, I think, out in the public very much. And this was recently. I think this was last week. Aaron, like, made some – because it's very sketchy uh, right now. Like, he can't re- – like, he can talk to the Jets, I, I believe, but he – like, they're, like it's, it's a very – it's a very sketchy, like, communication path, right? right. And he, they, the, how it was phrased was that he has indicated, right, that – the Jets needed to keep their feet firm and that they that they can't like basically that don't worry, I'm not coming till May anyway. Gotcha. So we're almost again, at May. We're almost at May. I think we're going to see because one thing that we've learned about JD, bro, is like JD don't get full, bro. Like JT does not lose trades. Like, tell me a trade that you think that Joe Douglas has lost since he's been at, with the Jets. I can't. I can't tell you one. Yeah. Like the dude flipped Sam Darnold for a second round pick. The James Robinson like, trade was really good too. It's a really good trade. And I mean, obviously, like the, the most iconic that really put his fingerprint was the Jamal Adams trade. Yeah. So all that to say. I believe it's going to happen draft night, and I think it's going to be day one because I do not think that there's a world where the Packers, like, who who's the Packers? Like, who's running their team? I forget his name. Oh, I couldn't tell you that. Man, I, I knew. I, I have a hard I, enough time remembering all the players, much less all the GMs. I remember, I like, I'm his name's escaping. But anyway, the the guy, the GM for, for the Packers, he's playing a game of, of – of he's having playing a staring contest with a guy that literally doesn't blink. You know what I mean? Like, like JD's like not going to move because JD knows at the end of the day, like the Packers don't want to pay that. And like, you know, with like, you know, like people aren't understanding either. The downside of what happens is Aaron is the kind of guy, if we've learned anything that would stay on the team 
And yeah, he could retire, right? And take that salary, but he wouldn't do that. He would twist the knife and twist the knife is I want to play. And that's not what they want because it has been made very clear. And this is coming from Packers reporters that if he stays, Jordan loves getting a asking for a trade. That's the last thing they want because who's easier to trade, Craig? A young guy who's been sitting behind a Hall of Famer with four or five MVPs and a chant in a championship that, yeah, like the sample size is small, but what everyone's seen isn't bad. Like he could be terrible, right? Yeah. But what he's shown isn't bad. That guy's a lot easier to trade, right? Oh, yeah. Then because the age, the the age is the biggest deal. Yeah. And the contract, you're not, you're not giving that contract. You're not giving up a con. Like you're not going to have to give him a Jalen hurts contract. And not not only that, Jordan love only has one year to prove himself. So if he does, if they do trade him away or whatever, and he has a mediocre year, like you can, you can get away with not paying him a massive amount of money because he's only had one year. Like, cause he's literally up for extension next year. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's tough. You know what I mean? Like, I think the Packers want a first, like we've said, and I don't think the Jets are going to give up a first just because of the uncertainty when they're in Rogers, you don't know how long he's going to play. If you could almost do a conditional first and, and say, we'll give you a first if Aaron Rodgers played three years, anything less than that, you get a second. Like if you go that route, they did that, that could work. And they didn't that's want been it. reported that they've done that. They didn't want it. They want 13. Like, that's the yeah. problem here is they want 13. And it's like, you're not getting 13. The, not the for reported Aaron package. I, no, the reported package I saw was, so, you know, the Jets have two second rounders now. They made a trade. Yeah. They have two second round picks. And it was very obvious that one of those picks is going to be traded away because yeah. that's very Joe Douglas like to go and get a pick. Not only did he get a pick, but he got the pick like back to back. So he doesn't really lose anything, right? So, like, he's going to trade that pick, and he's going to give next year's pick at two. And then there was conditional pick that was a third, and if he plays, I believe it goes to a first. Which I'm cool with. first to two seconds, yeah. Yeah, or sorry, a a second this year, and that that second next year turns into a one. I I misspoke. I'm cool with that. Like, is that overpaying in my opinion? Yes. But I always say all good trades hurt. Yeah. It just does. Like, I'm not comfortable fully with that, but I'm sure that they're not comfortable giving away a freaking Hall of Famer that they know is going to come to the Jets and do well. Like, I mean, you've got a way better receiving core than what you had. You have the arguably best defense that he's had since he's been in the league. I mean, don't get me like sideways. I claim Matthews defense was freaking nutty. Like that was a yeah. good defense, right? But I mean, Jets defense was top three in the league last year, and they were freaking young. So, like, taking my bias out, like, I believe that this is a team that Aaron, you know, everyone has been asking me, like, do you do you think like is it worth it even if Aaron plays one year? And like my response has been, and I, I think you can attest, like, I've been very dead set. I'm sorry, I just don't think he's playing one year. I think that that Joe Douglas is smart enough that I think that he's he's making this trade with the full intention that that Aaron's going to play too, because yeah. at two years I think it's worth it. At one, I think year, you have to because you can't put in the draft capital just for one year, man. Like it just nobody's going to no. do that. 
But also, too, like any person who's played football at any level understands that it takes more than one year to get acclimated to an established team. Yeah. Right? Like he knows hack. He knows the system. But he doesn't know the receivers. Right? Yeah. Like, yes, is Garrett Wilson elite? Yes. I think that he's proven he's elite. I think that we can say, like, at the very minimum, he's the, the entry point for elite. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got Alan Lazard, who I think is at the cusp. I mean, I don't know if you say Alan Lazard is elite, but he's a great number two. Like, I don't think he's T. Higgins. He's not, yeah, do I, I don't, I don't like Alan Lazard one bit. You don't like Alan Lazard? Okay. No. But then again, it, this goes back to the whole thing. I always say, I don't like Packers players, man. Like in yeah, my eyes, I, I see like Alan that. Lazard and I see a Packer player and that's the same reason I don't like Aaron Rodgers. And you know what's crazy is, is I have no reason to dislike the Packers. When I look at the Packers, I just look at like boring, blah, whatever, don't care. Like, I don't know why I get, I've, I've always been that way. And it's so weird to me, but I can't stand yeah. watching a Packers game. They're just so boring. And it might be Aaron Rodgers is why I feel that way, honestly. Bro, bro, I'll tell you what though, man. Like those two MVP seasons, like I don't, I think it was the first one. Do you remember that Hail Mary that he threw? That just blew up, dude. Man, I think he's an animal. Like, I'll give credit where credit's due. He's a beast. I just can't stand watching their games. So, what's your let me ask your opinion? So, so, uh, let me, I guess, let's wrap this up. Let me, I'm trying to stay on top of my ADD tonight, guys. So, hopefully, y'all, y'all appreciate it. Uh, I think we're going to see it draft day, and I think that they're going to end up trading for the package that the Jets have been saying from the very beginning because they said the Jets haven't they haven't been talking much in the past two weeks I read that again like today that it's it's just like like the Jets gave like multiple revisions and finally said we don't really know what else to do and that's when Rogers was like nah because the the other thing I don't know how true this is because I just sometimes I read certain things and I'm like I don't know if like Rogers would have said this knowing him but it was reported that Rogers was basically like like you, I want you to keep y'all need to keep thir- thirteen so we can like bolster that that O line. Yeah, could be Which the case. Sense. Yeah, so because there's some good O linemen that are going to go around that range. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've there's I've been reading a few that had Paris Johnson like going before Peter Skronsky and the Jets grabbed Skronsky at uh, at thirteen. I'd love that. So they made a comparison I saw today on uh, PFF that he was being compared to Zach Martin. Like, if that's who that he's going to be, like, pff, all day, give it to me. All day, yeah. Freaking give it to me. But uh, they were comparing – was it the Tennessee guy? I can't – I don't remember what his name is. But Taylor Lewan. No, not Taylor Lewan, like the prospect uh, from Tennessee. Uh, oh. He's an offensive lineman. They were comparing him to Trent Williams. Really? That was interesting. Yeah. And he's not like – like, he's high, but he's not like top 15 pick high. But What's his name? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Oh, no, uh, it's like an O like something. Osiris o- Torrance o- from Florida? Osiris Torrance. That, no, no, not Osiris. Not Osiris. He's from, he's from Tennessee, University of Tennessee. Darnell Wright. That's who it is. Darnell Wright. That's who it is. Yep. And they were comparing him to Trent Williams. 
which is wild. But uh, I want to bring I want to bring that back and and ask you this because uh, I think that it's kind of ludicrous. And I we we did our top ten, um, you know, at the round table. And Clancy, I'm sorry in advance, but I got to pick on you. Clancy didn't have him in his in his top ten at all. Who Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, and like like him or hate him, like I think it's kind of like insane to say that he's not a top ten quarterback in the league. To be fair, I he did preface his top ten by saying like how good he thinks they're going to do this next year. So I guess he's preying on Aaron Rodgers' downfall the next right. this upcoming year. But, but but that's to my point. I do get what you're saying. Yeah, no, 100%. To my point, like more elaborating, is that the question to, to you is do you think that Aaron Rodgers has washed up and that you're about to see a worse season than last year? I think he's getting up there in age. I, I think this is around the age where where quarterbacks do tend to regress a lot and pretty quickly. I think Brady's the only one that has somehow made it past that 39, 40-year-old mark and was still producing. I mean, Brady didn't start regressing until this past previous year, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, and he was what, 45? Like it is it a possibility that Rodgers gets to that? Absolutely. I again well, sure. Re- I think it's a possibility. Re- re- Recency biased, you almost have to say no. I know he was dealing with injuries and the dysfunction over there. Like, I'm not going to take mm. that away and and blame it all on Rodgers. But I, you almost have to say yes just because of history repeating itself. Quarterbacks getting up to that 40-year-old age, they start having to rely more on run games and defenses and good weapons, which – he has all that going to New York. So it's like, could they very well succeed? Will they probably with Rodgers? Yes. But I don't necessarily think it's going to be so much at the hands of Rodgers. It's going to be so you think more. That... I think it's going to okay. be more at the hands of the team itself and then Rodgers not making mistakes and pretty much taking what's given to him. Like, And I know that sounds bad. It sounds like a game manager at no. that point. But when you no, get to that I, age, I, I feel like that's what that you got to be. I think what you're saying is you're getting a competent quarterback regardless. Like whether or not he's Aaron Rodgers, you're getting competent quarterback play, which the Jets haven't had. Yes. Which is what we've also also always said is what they needed to get over that hump. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not going to get on my soapbox about it. Because you know, I, I like I'm doing. I, hopefully, you're proud of how I did not get riled up during all of that. But I was waiting for it. I do want to make something clear. One year of a 20, 28 and twelve, or twenty six and 12, 26 touchdowns and twelve interceptions, yeah. thirty six hundred yards. That's a great year for a Jets quarterback. And that's no, sad. One hundred percent. Yeah. But that's a great year with all the dysfunction and everything. You're coming off of years of back-to-back MVPs. Going back to the place, and when I say the place, the system. That, again, we're assuming <laughs> that he that, that system is going to be the same with Hackett. Yeah. That's what we're assuming. 
in 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 a motivated Aaron Rodgers, right? Like a pissed off motivated Aaron Rodgers. Dude's pissed. Like it's very clear yeah. he's upset with Green Bay. I don't see a world where we look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers and say he's a Hall of Famer. That's a foregone conclusion. Hall of Famer. Dude's built different. Would you go as far as say top five quarterback of all time in that conversation? I think he could be talked about for that potentially. Yes. Okay. So let's say top ten quarterback. Just because I. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good range. Just because you'd like to see him get one more ring. If he could have got one more ring with all the MVPs, then yeah, I sure. feel like he's top five for sure. Okay, so let's say let's say he's in the conversation for top five, but he's a solidified top ten of all time. Yes, I, okay, I think do so. We agree. Do we agree that the, the okay? That's not a lot. Like that may seem like a lot. Ten. How many years have the NFL been around? Sixty. 105. I think it's 100 something. I think, right? Let me Google. We're Googling. Pull it up. Mark Norman would say on Joe Rogan podcast. Pull it up. 11920. Okay. So in that time frame, we've seen thousands of quarterbacks. (coughs) Yeah. Okay, so we would say if you're putting someone in the top 10, no argument, like undisputed top 10, that they're built different, right? Yeah. Okay. Brady's built different. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this? I do. So why is it that we're saying – that like there's no like this is not like Peyton Manning right where Peyton Manning was very clearly like had a noodle for an arm that last Super Bowl right this is like an Aaron Rodgers who can still chunk the ball 50 yards like with a flick of the wrist yeah I think I know where you're going with this my only thing is you don't know that it's not that until you see it right like he had this down year it Every if this was a 28, 29 year old quarterback that had won four MVPs and is going to a new team, this isn't even a question. It's just the fact that right. it's a 39 year old quarterback. Like, this is the point where everything starts to change. I don't know how, what is he, 39, 40, somewhere around there? I, th- I think he's about to turn, I think he's 39, I think he's 39 okay. about to turn 40. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just so that it's, age, it's a disrespect. Is it disrespectful though? Because Drew Brees, how old is Drew Brees? 40? Yeah, forty-one when he retired. I, I think what that last year he, he started to show signs, but right? Forty for at forty-one. What was his thirty-nine year? What did he do? Is thirty-nine? I'm pretty positive they went to the freaking playoffs. Yeah. No, I mean, That's there's definitely saying. other cases. No, like I, I, I there are other I'm cases. That I'm not saying that it's going to be the do it. Of all the people to do it, that's all I'm saying. Like, just, just, just leave it at that. Like, and I'm not looking for you to agree with me. I just want to make sure, like, I'm being clear. Like, of all the guys to do it, I think that Brady was the one that was the obvious choice. The dude's in unbelievable physical shape, right? But I would think Rodgers would be the only other one. Yeah. I guess to answer my, to answer your question, it's not disrespectful. I don't think because it's the obvious 
you, you almost have to address it, right? Like the age it's is regression. always a thing. Yeah. So it's always going to be there when you start talking about quarterbacks at this age. So I don't think it's necessarily disrespectful. I think it always has to be brought up just because you never know until you know, right? Like, I, but I think he still gets the respect he deserves and everybody knows what he can do. It's just, is it's more so people are questioning is this where we start to see the regression or does he still have more in the tank and can go three more years like Brady? It's more so just a, a question and not, at least in my eyes, it's me questioning it, not so much saying, oh, he's going to suck. You know what I mean? But you're on the other side of the conversation more than you are that he isn't washed up. You're on more on the side of he probably is, right? I'm more on the side of he's to that point in his life to where he's about to be washed up. Okay. Is he washed up? I, he's getting there based off last year. And I, okay, again, I know okay, there was okay. a lot of stuff. So he's, that's what I'm saying is right. Like, because you, yeah. you just said he probably is. So that's why I'm trying to walk you back. Cause of what you just yeah. said, like, so are we saying like, this is like innocent before proving guilty. Like we haven't, like the situation was a big factor in how he played. I, we no, 100%. Agree. Yeah. Okay. And so I brought that up. Is it un? Right. I know. I know you did. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page because, because now I'm going to say, so is it unfair? to now make the assumption that next year he will be washed. He will show that he's washed up. We're making the assumption that it's the year that we will see whether or not he is. But at this point in time, I don't think it's fair to say that. Yes, it's a foregone conclusion. He's washed. Yeah, but that that's what we do all day long. We we're essentially making all these assumptions. We're making the assumption that Bryce Young is going to be a number one overall pick. Like these are all just assumptions at the end of the day that we're talking about. So it's like, (laughs) My thing is, is I'm not being disrespectful in the sense of when I say that I think he's getting to that point. It's more so yes. other time has gotten to him, and I think he's getting to that point. You know what I mean? And, and Yeah, and for the listeners, whenever I'm saying that, Craig knows this, but I'm not saying that Craig's being disrespectful. I'm truly asking the question as, yeah. are we being disrespectful as sports fans when we make these assumptions based on that? Like Again, like I just said, is innocent before proven guilty. Like if the situation wasn't what it was, and let's just say that Devontae Adams was in the picture. Like I truly don't think that Aaron Rodgers' year looks like that. But um, to end this this topic, what in your mind, like for, we're, we're going to talk about numbers because right, numbers don't lie. Yeah. What do you need to see out of Aaron Rodgers next year to go? He's not washed up yet. And I'm not 35? even saying that he's got more. In- what? Go ahead. I'm not even saying that he's got more in the tank, like in yeah. terms of like he could play another year. I'm just saying that at the end of the year, you go, nah, he ain't, he ain't washed up. I think given given the situation, right? Like you got Bryce mm-hmm. coming back from, or Brees, I'm sorry, Brees coming back from ACL tear. You may not want to give him the workload from the rib. So what? It's probably going to be a pass heavier system than what, what it would like to be, at least from the start. I'd say yeah, at least, that- go ahead. No, I was saying they they came out and said that uh, Brees isn't going to play any of the preseason games, so he'll be re- like they're going to rest him until week one. I, I'd probably say give me for him for me to say, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers and he's not washed; he's still the guy. Like I'd like to see thirty five hundred to four thousand passing yards, probably more of like four thousand, right? Um, okay, probably about thirty five passing touchdowns, somewhere around there. Thirty eight. Okay, that's fair. And That's you got to bring the interception number back down. You, you, we can't be doing we can't be doing double digits. I, I'd like to see more seven seven to eight six to seven back to where he's normally at because 
Rodgers is known as a guy that doesn't typically turn the ball over. Like you, no, you've got to be somewhere around that five, six, seven range. Like I, I could almost say less than eight. I could be on board with. So let's just say he comes in at because because I want to be honest with you here. Like the Jets system, and, and again, I'm I can't I I I'm contradicting myself in the same sense, but. That West Coast style offense, typically, you don't see a lot of like high yardages, typically. Yeah. That's not like known. So let's say he comes in at 3,700 yards. Let's say that he's 32 passing touchdowns to six interceptions. It's a good year. It's not Aaron Rodgers, but it's a good year. Okay. But the question now is is it good enough to say he's not washed? Like, like, no, absolutely. I mean, that's Rogers a great year, Tyler. Like, that's a great. That's a great. Yeah, I know. Year. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, we have this expectation, right, of like who Aaron Rodgers is, and like, it's crazy to me, right? Like, when you're thinking about like how spoiled we are as like football fans of the greatness that we've witnessed in our in our generation, that like, that's a good year. But we're still like, I, I myself, like, I agree, like that. That's a great year, but like. That's not Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's right? the same. It's the same thing when Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl that year. If Tom exactly Brady doesn't right. win a You're Super exactly Bowl, right. it's not Tom Brady. Something was wrong. You're exactly right. He can Rodgers doesn't he can, have an MVP year. No, that's all it is. You know what I mean? If they, if these dudes that don't hit their height and what we've seen them do time and time and again, something's wrong with them. They're washed. They're done. They're they're hitting their last leg. Like. That, that's that's all it is, and it's unfair 100%. Like, I will agree with you, but it's just how it is. It's it's not really anything that is. I don't see changing. You know what I mean? It sucks for sure. Yes. And to end this episode, I am now like we're going to come full circle. What does it all come down to? These guys come out, and they set the expectations. Oh. It's all about the expectations, whether they're setting them or whether where they're draft being drafted at is setting them or whether the environment they're in is setting it. There is expectations. Yep. And that's what runs the league. Expectations. Yes, sir. Guys, this has been Chasing Rabbits with Tyler and Craig. Later. See ya.